Good morning. As we come in, sit down, start focusing, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer right away. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you for the privilege of being here this morning. Thank you for your love. Thank you for giving us your word that is going to be preached. Thank you for the worship and the music. Father, we owe this whole service to you. We pray that uh, you will send your spirit upon us and bless us. Father, uh, let us uh, focus and uh, draw our attention to worshiping you and learning your law, your will, for our benefit. And uh, we praise you in the name of our Lord and King, Jesus Christ. Amen. For the announcements, uh, they've been rolling. If you've uh, paid attention, we do have the prayer power hour uh, on Wednesday uh, from 8 to 9 a.m. And uh, we may or may not have an elders meeting. I'm not quite sure about that yet. It's next Monday. It can't be Monday because I, I'm, I'm scheduled that day. Yeah, I don't like I said. I don't know. Um, but the most important thing, and this is very very serious, and and uh, you need to know this. It's about food. Okay. Uh, next Sunday is Father's Day celebration. We'll be having a, a, a service and food and. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet for the ladies to sign up. Here you go, Amy. We'll start that. And you'll uh, find in your bulletin uh, a little blue flyer that is for you to uh, uh, pass to somebody else. Uh, father in your neighborhood or in your family that uh, likes to eat and, and uh, can come. So uh, that's available to you. Uh, feel free to make copies and, or scan it in or whatever you do. Um, but uh, we, uh, we like to celebrate our mothers. We like to celebrate our fathers. And uh, I think it's the right thing to do. So... Let's go into worship. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. If you want to stand, we'll get started. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you for the privilege of gathering together to worship you. We ask that you come into our presence. We want to worship and sing praises to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is well with my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. Yeah. 
empty praise and treasures that pay are never enough and you came along put me back together and every desire was now satisfied here in your love oh there's nothing better than you there's nothing better than you lord there's nothing nothing is better than you i'm not afraid to show you God of the mountains is the God of the valley and there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again oh there's nothing better than you there's nothing better than
He's the only one who can. The only one who can. Who can what? Who can do whatever we need him to do in our lives to accomplish his will for our lives. Amen? He's the only one who can. I want to encourage you with that sign-up sheet that's going around. Uh, the more signed names there, the more food we have, men. So nudge your wives on the shoulders, you know, pull their sleeves, whatever you got to do. Let's get some food here next week. Amen? And uh, note the, uh, that, again, as, as Chris was saying, the flyer is on there. I want us to pray about someone in our neighborhood, maybe a family member, a friend, a fellow worker that you can pray for. Start by praying and then give them that flyer and say, hey, I'd love to have you join us for a Father's Day luncheon uh, next Sunday. Um, I encourage you to do that. Let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to do with that. They can't come unless they are told. So let's pray about that. Keep it, keep it in your heart. I'll be sending a flyer during this week as a reminder. Uh, maybe you want to email some to a friend. We're not responsible for them getting to church. We're responsible to encourage them to get to church. We're not, we're not to force them to church. We're simply to pray for them and invite them, and the rest is up to him. Amen. We do our part, he does his part. Um, last week when you were here, there was a, uh, on the announcements, there was a, a movie that was, we were saying we're going to show a movie in July. Well, that's been canceled. We're going to push the movie to September. This is uh, it's called uh, A Time Changer. <laughs> it's a dynamic movie. Uh, I will not show it if we don't have at least 20 people. I was even thinking of paying people to come see it. That's how powerful it is. And I'm serious about it. We're praying for revival. This movie will quicken revival in your heart and my heart. It's called Time Changer. We're going to do it sometime in September, okay? But I'll only show it if we get at least 20 people saying they'll be here. And definitely a good movie to invite friends and neighbors, especially those that are lost from Christ. Amen? So uh, we're pushing it to September. Uh, today we start our membership classes. There's a few people becoming members. Uh, membership baptism classes begin today. If you are interested in becoming a member of our church, uh, please see me. 
or if you need to be baptized as a follower of Jesus, uh, please see me as well. There is uh, Revelation 20 and verse 15. There is a place for a list of membership in the kingdom of God. And so we're not far from biblical reality here, okay? So I want to encourage you. If this is the church where God has brought you to and you know it, this is home. This is the home he's called me to, and you're here to worship him and to grow in him and to serve him. Um, that's all it takes to want to be a member. So be praying about that. And again, if you're interested in membership or baptism as a follower of Jesus, uh, please see me. All right. Um, at this moment, I want us to lower the lights here and put on something because a, a few of you have asked me, what was it like a general council? What were you doing last week? Let's look at this for a little while here. when steps of faith are called out of us and fear slithers into the path of every step of faith. Will we be reluctant or expectant, apprehensive or anticipating? Are we making it a priority in doing all that we can to take all of Jesus to all the world because yesterday is forever gone and tomorrow may be too late. Heaven's flame, Sending workers out, taking the gospel to the poor and the oppressed and the marginalized, it is not a job. It has to be something that we do even without thinking because we carry the very same spirit of Christ in us. Life is brutal. We get hammered again and again. We get to the point of disappointment, discouragement. We retreat. We become scared. Because you've lost that sense of expectancy. And your Father is saying to you, if you're weary today, if you're wounded today, if you're ready to give up today, come to me. Watch me lift you again. Because I want you to soar. This is more about us saying we are serious about not hiding ourselves away and hoping for the best and hope the culture doesn't get us, but to say, Jesus, you're calling us into the land. We're going to be strong and courageous and see where you take us. So we declare together, fear, you don't get to win tonight. Fear, you don't get to make the decisions tonight. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of sonship. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of a sound mind, a spirit of love. Something is changing. The prayerful presence of God's people is pushing back the darkness in many places around the world. When the kingdom shows up, generational 
sin is broken. The kingdom of God is the place where lost people get found. The kingdom of God is where people who are disconnected from God find a relationship with him. The kingdom of God is the place where lonely people find community. The kingdom of God is where hurting and broken people find healing in Jesus' name. Where missionaries are raised up and sent out and where love gets poured out worldwide. What shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation? Persecution? Distress? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We must empower every woman, every girl, every man, every boy, every junior, every senior by the power of the Holy Spirit according to their gifting to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Now is the time for us to be sending like never before. We gotta be present. Because how are they gonna know? Unless they hear. How are they going to hear? Unless somebody tells them. How are they going to be told? Unless they're sent. Our God expects us to find long lost family out of every people, nation, and tongue. This work that has begun in us can't stop with us. It has to spread. Every bit of sowing in Jesus' name will produce a crop. Faith declares it. We must not stop praying, we must not stop going, we must not stop sending, we must not stop giving until not just some tribes have been reached, but when every tongue, every tribe, and every language under heaven and earth is represented in heaven to be worshiping Jesus. The light has shone in Burkina Faso, and God is continuing to shine His light. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the launch of our public phase of what we call Project Reimagine. So we're moving from isolation to intersection. This is about the future handoff to the next generation of missionally focused, outside the box thinking, church planting kind of people for the future glory of Christ and the future flourishing of this movement. For us to fulfill with the calling of God, we need to be a loving church. But I want to tell you the most important business of this council is that we receive the heart of Jesus, his kindness, his power, his compassion, his love that compels us to take his presence to the darkest and to the most neglected places in this world. This is the invitation of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God for His grace. Uh, there are good things happening. Our prayers are not in vain and our support is not in vain. God is indeed working. Uh, let me just one correction to last week's announcements. Uh, Pastor Jay was not on vacation last week. Pastor Jay was at uh, the General Cons Council in Spokane, Washington, where over 2,600 attendees, pastors, leaders, missionaries from all over the world gather together to declare what God is doing in, with, and through 
the alliance. We had business meetings. We had votings that on pertinent issues. And uh, I mean, the Spirit of God through the worship. Oh, my gosh, the worship, how the Spirit of God was in the worship and penetrated hearts and lives, especially on one particular night, which I think I'll talk about in two weeks. But uh, God is working. The Alliance does this every two years. Next time it's going to be in Ohio. And I encourage you. I'm already started to pray. That's about six hours away, four, five, six hours away from here by car. No plane tickets. I'm praying that some of you experience just a touch of what God is doing in these meetings and what he's doing in the Alliance. I'll be praying for you about that. Love to have a good group of us, a, a van or two, go to to Ohio to see and be a part of the movement of the Lord that he does in these events. It's been awesome. And, and, and thank you for your prayers and encouraging, encouragement. Uh, uh, I, I do want to say that there, there is, there's so much to share about general counsel, so much to share. And then what happened this Wednesday at the nursing home, oh, my gosh, I, I will not be able to share today. It's just too much. I promise I will share with you what God is doing in our nursing home. Uh, but God is moving, and then on top of that, he's got a message for us today, an important message. So you just, vi you just witnessed a six-minute or so video clip on some of the things that ha went on at General Counsel. That, that's just a piece of it. There's so much more I could share, and no matter how much I share with you, there will be so much more still that I wanted to share. That's how much God is working and was working there at General Counsel. He's definitely moving. He's moving powerfully. We, we had, so the life 2023, 2023 life of the youth, there were over 4,200 youth at this place this year. And over 1,000, please hear this, over 1,000 gave their life to Jesus and hundreds were baptized into the waters of baptism. God is moving, church. He's moving powerfully. We may not see it. I know he's moving in our church, but when we think about how he's moving globally, we may not see it and feel it, but I want you to encourage you that he is moving. Your prayers are working. Your support is working. God is moving. Lives are being changed. Our times are calling for a move of God. I've mentioned that before. Our times are calling for God to intervene and to interact, and they're also drawing people to seek the face of God. We heard about how many church plants are going around, going on right now around the world, not just in Berwick. There are church plants going around the world. The Alliance has made a commitment to do a church plant every week throughout this year. And God is working and moving through that. We saw um, uh, the impact that the Alliance is having on and it's the Holy Spirit working through the Alliance in the lives of Muslims coming to Christ, even in Brooklyn, New York, Muslims coming to Christ, Muslims and Jewish people coming to Christ, and many, many, many other people groups around the world, testimonies in African language being interpreted and, and different languages just interpreting what God is doing and, and, and the lives that are being changed. God is indeed working. We saw anywhere between 12 and 15 new missionaries, first-time missionaries praying, being prayed for and sent out into the mission field. So God continues to raise up servants. And then you saw a piece of it of the flags, the very last night there. I've never been to a general council and have not wept 
at that time when you see nearly a hundred missionaries dressed in the attire of the people that God's called them to minister to, carrying the flag, and you see their little children right beside them with the same attire, the same clothing, preparing to go out into the mission field. God is working, and not just here in the States, He's working around the world, drawing people to Himself. He is working, church. He's in the move, and I'm praying, Lord, do that in our church, because if you're moving outside our church, that means you want to move in our church. Amen? So he wants to move in your heart and in your life and in mine in our church, and he wants to take that out into the streets and our workplaces, our communities, and even our homes. But the most, ex the most exciting part that I had outside, outside of what happened during that worship service that I might be sharing with you in two weeks, outside of that Holy Spirit visitation, encounter with him during that worship outside of that what excited me most was to see those who years ago were teenagers parents of teenagers uh they were teenagers and they would go to these general councils with their moms and their dads or their grandparents little teenagers running around and 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 to see them now grown men and women uh, serving the Lord in ministry, pastors, youth leaders, worship leaders, missionaries, these same ones that I saw as teenagers, don't stop praying for your children and impacting them for Jesus. And then to see these teenagers, now adults, serving the Lord with their children beside them, running around general council and being taught that they have a creator and that there's a purpose in their lives. That excited me so much because God continues to raise up the next generations. He's not finished. He's still raising up people, and so he's moving powerfully. And I didn't think about how, I didn't know how the Holy Spirit was going to do it, but, but the memory verses for this month were on the bulletin before I went to general council. And as I sat there in general council and experienced what God was doing, uh, it became apparent to me that, that those verses tied in clearly with what he was doing as we witnessed again a Holy Spirit visitation. And so those verses for the month are up on the screen. Notice them up there. The memory verse for the month of June, it was up there last week. Uh, first, it's, it's found in... in um, 1 Timothy 4, verse 7b and verse 8. Train yourself to be godly. See it up there? Train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of, some <clears throat> is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Train yourself to be godly. What a mighty, mighty God he is. Think about that. All these... <clears throat> All these uh, pastors and, and missionaries and, and church members and church people and congregations that are experiencing an encounter or a breakthrough of the Holy Spirit in their ministries. All the people that are coming to faith in Christ. I heard one guy say that in his church on Resurrection Sunday, 248 people gave their life to Jesus Christ. And of the many people that are around the world uh, through the alliance that are uh, following Jesus into the waters of baptism, none of this can happen unless people train themselves, that is, involve themselves in, in, in spiritual pursuits, in godly pursuits. 
And that is best had by what he, we're allowing him to do in our hearts and what we're doing outside of our hearts of what's going on inside as a result of what he's doing. God is indeed moving. And I want to encourage you this morning, if there is a sense of dryness, if there is a sense of emptiness, if there is a sense of this Christian thing isn't working, if there is a sense of, of something is not right here, I want you to know that it's not that he has neglected or that he has left us or that he has gone on somewhere else. It's, it's, it's we need to call upon God to do a work in our own hearts. It's a relationship with him that is to be pursued and maintained on a day-to-day -day basis, not on Sunday mornings, not when you're having your devotional life, but all the time seeking him who said, I will never leave you. So even in a dry moment, a dry spell, he still hasn't left us. And we just need to reach out and take hold. We need to look inside and, and hear his voice and, and take hold of Jesus. We're not religionists, church. We have a relationship with Jesus. The God of glory lives inside of our hearts. Every one of us, if you're a child of God. And so it was a dynamic pursuit of what God wants to do in your life and my life. But before we go any further, right, would you please stand with me and join me in prayer? The title of our message is up on the screen this morning. How's your workout working out? How's your workout working out? Let's pray. Father, we bless you. We praise you this morning for your grace. Holy Spirit, we're so... Lord, we're so thankful that you're here with us this morning. Would you convince us of that? Holy Spirit, if there's anyone in this room or even within the hearing of this message virtually, anyone hearing this message, this time, this moment, involved in this particular moment of their lives, Holy Spirit, that doubts who you are and doubts your power and has not experienced everything that you are and want to do in their lives, will you visit them today, even if it be a little nudge, a little nudge, Holy Spirit, a little spark, that causes them to say something happened. Something happened in that moment of prayer. Something happened in that message. God said something to me. Holy Spirit, we've been praying for revival because you told us to. And, and, and you are revival. You're the center of revival. You're the center of what can happen when you're allowed to have your way. And so, Holy Spirit, we pray that though you are invisible, that the works of an invisible God would consume our lives and, and change us, and that people would see externally what's going on internally for the glory of Jesus. So we invite you to guard the recordings. We invite you to guard this pulpit. We invite you to guard our hearts. We invite you to, to move in hearts and lives regarding your will and your works in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life as well as the life to come. Four to, four to five years ago, it was four to five years ago when... Um, my weight went up to anywhere between 185 and 188. And 
for my size and for my age and for um, my body structure, that wasn't good. I didn't, I didn't feel good about that. Actually, I spoke to, to Marilyn, uh, and I asked if she can increase the waist on my pants because I couldn't close them. I would have to hold my stomach in, and, 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 and I, it was the hardest thing in the world. So I spoke to her, and she, she was able to fix six or seven of my pants. Uh, it, it was terrible. I didn't feel good of my, about myself. I wasn't happy about my, my, my health. I wasn't happy about what was going on. Listen to this verse. It's in 3 John chapter 1, the second verse. 3 John 1. Listen to this, please. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you. John says, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health at it as it goes well with your soul. Do you see the spiritual and physical component there? We can talk about that alone another day, right? But you see, I pray everything is going well with you. I pray that uh, you are in good health as your soul is. And so, uh, church, um, God wants us to be in good health. God wants us to take care of ourselves. God wants us to, to, to be in the right place physically as well as spiritually. So something went wrong. Something wasn't right. I wasn't feeling good about myself I wasn't feeling good about how I look. I wasn't satisfied with, with what I was seeing. I knew that something had to be done. I wasn't satisfied where I was headed. Uh, besides, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.16 that our bodies are temples of the living God and that the Spirit of God lives inside of us. And so, so, so my life... And how I was feeling was contradicting that verse. Either the verse was a lie or I was living a lie. And God began to speak to my heart. And we'll get a little more about that into the, in the next message. But God began to speak into my heart about that. I knew I had to do something. And so God in his grace began to work in me. And, and I began to become more conscious of my calorie intake. I knew that I had to do something. I was always like that. Even in high school days, I knew that I, I didn't want to, I, I wanted to take care of myself better because it's so important. And, and then these verses make it so clear. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, 1 Corinthians 3, 16. And so I began to, um, I began to exercise. Yeah, I, I got me one of these things and I began to, to get busy. I wasn't satisfied with how I looked. So I began to, to exercise, and I began to, to take better care of myself, and I began to eat better, and I began to exercise, and I began to exercise, and I began to eat and to take better care of myself. And church, it was the exercise and the desire to fix my appearance, to work on how I looked and how I was feeling that gave me an incentive to stay away, right? To stay away from cancerettes to stay away from alcohol, and to stay away from drugs. It was that that gave me the incentive to do that. It was my desire to, to, to feel better about the temple of the Lord, my desire to, take, to feel better about myself and to fix myself that kept me away from those things that come to destroy the body. And, and, and I used to hang out with people that did all of that. But, but they... They respected me for my convictions, and they even were encouraged that I could do that. 
But as is the case, right, as the years go on, as the years increase and as agendas increase, it gets harder and it gets harder. But nonetheless, God causes to to take care of our bodies and he causes to take care of ourselves and and to take care, to be careful with with what we're putting into our bodies. So, So let's get back to our text here, right? Let's get back to our text. It says, train yourself to be godly for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. We'll stop right there. Physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. I like the way the New King James has it. Let me read this to you. New, and not on the screen. The New King James says, Exercise yourself toward godliness. This is God's word, inspired by the Spirit of the Lord, right? Exercise yourself toward godliness, for exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. It's interesting that the Greek word here is, 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 is the word exercise. The actual word here used in the original Greek is exercise. Is the, the, the Greek word gumnazo and gumnazio. Gumnazo for verse 7, gumnazio for verse 8. And it, it basically means, it means to exercise it means to exercise, whether metaphorically or, or generally, to exercise, to train your, bind, your mind and to train your body. It means to contend yourself with competitiveness, to push yourself. It means to, to drive yourself with the goals that you have. So exercise yourself toward godliness, for exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. And so today what I want to do is I want to I talk to you about uh, something. I want to talk to you, notice up on the screen, I want to talk to you about what this text does not say. What this text does not say. Notice on the next click, it does not say physical exercise is not necessary because spiritual is more important. The text is not discouraging us from exercise. The text is encouraging us to exercise. It is not saying, well, uh, I'm, 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 exercise is not necessary because spiritual is more important according to this text. That's not what it's saying. What a, what a foolish perspective, to say the least. Nothing could be further from the truth. Listen to this quote up on the screen. Listen to this quote. People who exercise regularly tend to do so because it gives them an enormous sense of well-being. They feel more energetic throughout the day. They sleep better at night. They have sharper memories. They feel more relaxed and positive about themselves and their lives. And it's also a powerful medicine for many common mental health challenges. Church, there's a reason why God encourages us, why the Holy Spirit saw it fit to include, even if it did, that be that one verse. Listen, if you can't memorize these two verses, at least memorize verse 7b. Train yourself to be godly. 
It does encourage us, however, in verse 8, that there is a place for physical exercise, and the Holy Spirit did not make a mistake when he saw it fit to have that put in the Scriptures. Notice the next, next part of this, uh, this next quote. It, it, it can, that is, exercise can reduce your risk of major illnesses such as coronary heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and cancer, and it can lower your risk of death up by 30%. Think about that, church. Think about that. Now, this is not on the screen. I'm going to read to you one more quote here. Physical activity has many well-established mental health benefits. These are published in the Public Physical Activity Guidelines for Americans and include improved brain health and cognitive ability or function, the ability to think, if you will, a reduced risk of anxiety and depression, and, and improved sleep and overall quality of life. Although not a cure-all, all increasing physical activity directly contributes, I repeat that, all increasing physical activity directly contributes to improved mental health and better overall health and well-being. There is increasing evidence that a single session of exercise can lead to immediate improvements in ADHD symptoms and cognitive functions. And I can go on and on and on. Did he know something? When he had that verse put in the scriptures, was he wrong? Did he not know what he was thinking? And if he did know what he was thinking, and if these statistics are accurate, why aren't we taking better care of ourselves? We're told that Charles Spurgeon, who is the father of preachers, a dynamic man of God. You thought Billy Graham was good? Follow him up. But we're told that he died young because of his lack of health. He was highly overweight, didn't take care of himself, and perhaps lost 20 years of his life that he could have ministered because that was his heart. And so the Scriptures encourages, encourages us to take care of ourselves. Physical fitness is extremely important. If for any reason, outside of those stats, because he told us in his word, physical training is of some value. But it, it doesn't guarantee that uh, misfortunes will not happen. I remember at a previous church, there was a young guy who we spoke to once or twice, but his life was too together for him to respond. Uh, and he would jog around the church every Sunday, and we could see him through, this, through the glass doors. Every Sunday, there was this guy jogging around the church every Sunday. And one Sunday, I heard that he died of a heart attack. Now, I don't know, I didn't know him, so I don't know what he was doing outside of his exercise. For all I know, he was an avid drinker. For all I know, he was into, you know, pills or drugs or whatever. I don't know. But um, I, 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 I do know that exercise involves taking care of ourselves and what we put into our bodies can diffuse the activity of exercise in our lives. But exercise is so very, very important. I, I began, well, let me just say this, that, that <clears throat> so be very careful with this this mindset or this theory, this philosophy of life, uh, when it's your time, you're going to die. I'm sure we've all heard that, and I'm sure some of us have said that. I just want to encourage you, be careful with that. Because if that was the case, then I'd need no reason to exercise, and God made a mistake. 
If exercise helps me live better, it helps me feel better about myself, it helps me be more, 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 more healthy, um, then my lack of exercise can hinder what God wants to do in my life and through my life. So when it's time to die, it's time to die. That's why people commit suicide. It's, it's my time to die. As someone told me when it's time to die, it's time to die, so let me do this. Let me get it over with. It's an ugly philosophy that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I can walk across the street with three trucks coming without looking because when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Anyway, if it's not my time to go, God's going to intervene and remove those trucks out the way, so let me just go. It just think about it. It doesn't make much sense, that theory. So remove that if it's part of, if you've ever said it. And if you hear it, may it cringe in your heart because it diffuses these words here. Uh, so I began exercising when I was in high school. Um, and the reason was because I was, I was fearfully skinny. And I mean I was really skinny. My mom thought that, that there was a problem with me, and she took me to, to a Sam Bang, you know, a doctor. She took me to a doctor to see if I had tapeworms. Because I would eat and I would eat. That has never stopped. And, and by the way, it's not going to stop. Um, I, I would eat and I would eat, but I would gain no weight. If anything, I'd get skinnier. So she swore that I had tapeworms, but it wasn't true, thank God. Uh, sometimes I still think I have tapeworms. As, uh, tapeworms. I'm sure Eileen feels the same way. But, but you know, and, and then I was, people made fun at me in school, and they misrespected me, and, and I knew that, that I had to do something. I knew that I had to exercise. I knew that I needed to take better care of myself. I knew that I needed to do things to be better. So I started exercising, and it started, uh, and it started improving my, my weight and putting some muscle mass there so that, so that everybody would not pick on me the, day that, the way that they were picking on me. God is faithful, and it's because of God, right? Christ in me, Colossians 1.27, Christ in me, the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit living inside of us, uh, he wants to live in a nice, healthy, comfortable environment. I like the way Eileen says it, right? She says she used to smoke for two years when she came to Christ. She still was a smoker. And one day, um, uh, Jesus revealed to him, to her as she was smoking that he was in there <coughs> as she was smoking that cigarette. I think some of you heard her say this. And I remember the guy who got used, it was an 87-year-old man uh, who was my mentor, um, he said to me one day, we were having a devotional, and he said to me, you know, one day, um, I never knew he used to smoke. He said, one day I was smoking, and I offered a drag to Jesus, and he told me, no, thank you, I don't smoke. And he said since that day, he had never, ever picked up a cigarette in his life because he wanted to be like Jesus. And so taking care of ourselves is so very, very important. We're told that 87% of Americans, they own running shoes, but they don't run. And, and, and some of us can say the same thing with machineries of exercise and stuff like that. And, 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 and so we need, to, we need to exercise. We need to take care of ourselves, church. And there's so many different ways of exercising. There's so many different things that, that we can do. But let me just say that before you begin an exercise routine, I know that the start of the year, right, the start of the year, January 1st, my New Year resolution, I want to exercise. How many of you have done that before? Don't raise your hand, please. All right. So, yeah, New Year, want to exercise, take better care of myself, and for the first three weeks, it's going well, and before you know it, it's over, right? 
So now it's June. Let's get back to January for a moment. Now it's June. Before you start an exercise routine or program, uh, I, I want to encourage you, especially if you've never exercised or if it's been a long time or if you have health concerns, to speak with your doctor and make sure that your doctor is guiding the exercise that you're doing, that it's a suitable exercise for your situation or that he or she is able to recommend a form of exercise that would not hurt you uh, uh, based on your uh, condition, your physical condition. So before you exercise, make sure you do that. And, and not all exercises are adequate for all of us, right? So we may not be able to do as much as someone else does based on age or based on health issues. And not all exercises need to be, not need to be uh, overwhel overwhelmingly exhausting. I have learned that um, those who begin an exercise in the beginning who are pushing themselves and pushing themselves and pushing themselves as much as they can exercise usually do not last long before they get discouraged and stop exercising because your body tells you no more I can't do this and after a while you find reason not to so so make sure you're doing the right exercise is so important there there's balance exercise there's endurance exercise there's strengthening exercise there is there is stretching exercises some may not be able to do as much as others but but I mean I knew a lady who 87 years of age or at least 87 uh, would exercise in front of her bed every morning when she got up I'll talk about her one day I think but she'd exercise every morning she would stretch she would do she couldn't go up too high but she would stretch Every morning, every single morning by her bedside, she'd do something, something to exercise. And so it, it doesn't have to be a strenuous, overwhelming exercise that causes you to sweat a, a bottle of, of sweat, or, but it, just that you're feeling well about your body, that you're stretching your arms, that you're getting rid of the kinks and the rust and all that in your body. It'll make your day so much more better. So I want to encourage you to drink plenty of liquids when you exercise, right? You need liquids, or water, whatever it might be. Coconut water is real good out here, but nonetheless, drink some good liquids. Make sure that, you do, that you're dehydrated and, 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 and don't overdo it. Get plenty of rest. It's important, and I need to practice that, but get plenty of rest. It's very important, and make sure that you're, you're, you have an idea of your calorie intake. Your calorie intake is very important. If you're eating 4,000 calories per meal, uh, that's very, very bad. Okay? Right, Sam? Very, very bad. 4,000 calories in one meal? Yeah. So um, it's good. I like restaurants now have an idea of how many calories of food you're t putting into your body. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Eat, eat properly. Make sure you're getting your well rested. And, and remember that in 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says that whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So that includes taking care of ourselves. That includes what we drink and what we eat and, and, and how we take care of our bodies. I want to encourage you to, to do that and keep an eye on that. God is faithful to his word. Um, exercise could be, so I mentioned the different forms of exercise. I mean, you, you, could, you could go jogging, you could go running, you could go swimming, you could go hiking, you could, 
you can go boxing, right, Caleb? You can go play volleyball, right, uh, Trina? I mean, you can do sports. You can do baseball. You can, you, can, you can go swimming. You can do aerobics. You can do weightlifting. Whatever you feel you can do through your doctor's advice, I would recommend, especially as I mentioned before, uh, you can do those things. There's so many forms of, and even with age, just taking a stroll throughout the day. Mary Ellen told me every day she'd take a stroll. Maxine would take a stroll in her backyard or in front of the house, taking a stroll, a little walk, working in the backyard, gardening, painting, um, building something. All that is a form of exercise. By the way, um, using the remote is not exercise. Please. This is not exercise. You might be exercising your finger, but I don't see any mus muscles developing there. That is not exercise, okay? So I want to encourage you. Exercise is so very important. But I um, want to encourage you again to make sure you follow the doctor's advice if you feel you need to. Now, let me just close very quickly with this second part. Uh, continue on the screen here what, what, uh, what it does not do. Notice, continue, what the text does not say. Notice, B. Physical exercise, exercise is not necessary because spiritual is more important. Physical exercise is not necessary because spiritual is more important. So if A was a foolish perspective, B is a moronic, idiotic one, for lack of a better word. Think about that. I mean, we'll get more into this the next time. But that's not what the text is saying. Listen to this quote. It's on your bulletin. It's on your bulletin. Uh, it's up on the screen. God will not accept. This is D.L. Moody. God will not accept, and he was a, a Billy Graham of the 19th century. God will not, early 19th century, God will not accept a divided heart. He must be absolute monarch. There is no room in your heart for two thrones. You cannot mix the worship of the true God with the worship of any other God more than you can mix oil and water. It cannot be done. There is not room for any other throne in the heart if Christ is there. If worldliness should come in, godliness would go out. God calls us to godliness We'll talk about that. Notice on the screen again uh, also 2 Peter 1.3. Here's a powerful verse. 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. His divine power, the Holy Spirit, dunamis power, working inside of us, has given us everything we need for a life of godliness. Therefore, we can live godly lives. That's why he says train yourself and exercise yourself work at it, persevere, continue in a life of godliness, train yourself to be godly through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence or goodness, another translation says. All right, so his divine power has given us everything we need to live a life of godliness. He's given us that ability, church, and we can, and it's only because, because Jesus lives in our hearts through his Holy Spirit. That is, if, you, if you're a child of God today, even those hearing online, if you're a child of God today, if you've invited Jesus into your heart and into your life as your Savior, which is best confirmed by obedience to Him and commitment to His Word. That's what a Christian does. A Spirit-filled man or woman of God is committed to the Christ of the Bible and to the Bible of Christ. 
And that's the best proof for a Christian. It's not a prayer that he made. It's not a church that he attends. It's not a Bible that he carries with him. It's a life that he lives and a word that he honors. And so if you've done that, you have the Spirit of God, and if you have the Spirit of God like that, you can indeed live and train yourself to live a life of godliness. We will get more into this unless next week's message, Father's Day message, ties into this. Unless the Holy Spirit does that, in two weeks we'll get back into this. So, you know, the Scriptures show the word godliness, the concept of godliness is all over Scripture, but, but 15 times godliness is described in the New Testament, and 12 of those 15 are attributed to Paul in his three little books to Timothy and Titus. God calls us to a life of godliness and a life of commitment to him. Up on the screen as we close. How's your workout working out? And God calls us to exercise ourselves, not just physically, but spiritually, but not just physically, but also spiritually. I want to close in prayer. Would you join me, please? How's your workout working out? How is your workout working out? Father, thank you for your grace and your love. Holy Spirit, guide us and direct us. We commit our hearts and our lives to you, Father. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would uh, speak to us of the more and the better and the benefits uh, of the things that we can encounter with regard to you, or the things that we can have, the things that we can exercise, the things that we can claim in our lives, all because of you living inside of us. Lord, if you were not there, we'd have no reason to exercise if, we, if you were not there, we'd have no reason to, to pursue godliness. But it's because you're there, it's because you're inside of us that we have reason to there, God, and because you have it in your word. And so I commit to you, everyone in this room and everyone online hearing this word, Father, as we close, would you guide us and direct us at the conclusion of this service. We praise you, we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Please stand as we sing our closing song. How I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets Look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity. There will be a day when all will bow before him. There will be a day when death will be no more. Standing face to face with He who died and rose again. Holy, holy is the Lord. In every prayer we prayed in desperation. The songs of faith we sang through doubt and that it 
that day we join the resurrection and stand beside the heroes of the faith with one voice a thousand generations sing worthy is a lamb who was slain and on that day we join the resurrection and stand beside the heroes of the with one voice, a thousand generations, sing worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Forever He shall reign. So let it be today, we shout the hymn of heaven with angels something to mind so when we were on our way to general council in spokane washington we we took a plane from from philadelphia to utah it was a four and a half hour drive i hate driving i hate riding i've been on an airplane i'm still trying to find scripturally if there's another way to get to heaven outside of the rapture so i'm still praying and looking i haven't found anything dave if you know anything scripture that can help me with that i don't know if i want to fly up that way but um he said i know it's in the twinkling of an eye but anyway I sat there for four and a half hours, and then when I got up from that plane, um, I don't know if I took 10 steps, and I had this, this pain right here on the side of my thigh. Uh, it was a, an unusual pain that I have never, ever felt before. And as the day went on, it was getting closer. And I still found time to exercise, by the way, and I think that that might not have helped me at that point. Because when we were going back that evening, I could hardly walk. And I needed to hold on to things as I got there. And when I got to general counsel, I was talking to different people. If they had some, some um, you know, Tylenol or something for this. And people searched their purses and no one found anything. And finally, one lady gave me two, two Tylenols or Advils or whatever it was. And I took that. And, and the pain was now up here and starting to climb down my thigh and um, I could hardly walk I'm thinking that was day one that was before the sessions began 
And, and, and I'm thinking to myself and saying, how am I going to enjoy the next five days? Is this God's will? What am I doing? What's going on? And I remember calling Sam. I, I, I knew I had to call my doctor. It's always good when you can call your doctor. And, and it was more for his support, you know, because he wasn't going to put his hand there and take it away. It was his support and his advice. And he gave me some good advice, and he told me take those pills, which I had just taken. He said it should get better in time and stuff like that. He told me don't exercise. We'll talk about that the next time we talk. But nonetheless, um, I know today, I know today that that was a satanic attack on my body. I know it because I had never experienced that. It's not like I was climbing or jumping or doing it. I was sitting down for God's sake, and I got up. It was an attack of the enemy to affect or to interfere and to disrupt what God wanted to do at general counsel. I know that today with all my heart because I took the same ride coming back from Phoenix to Philadelphia, the same long four and a half hours, and I felt perfect when I was leaving the airplane. So it was a satanic attack. And I mention that because uh, sometimes God wants to move and to do and to say things in our lives and do something different in our lives. And, 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 and whether it's a pain in the leg or a, a, a thought in the mind or an occupation or perspective or something we need to do uh, that, that the enemy will use to block and to give you reason to not give credence to what God the Holy Spirit might want to do. And so I want to close and pray with this thought. Again, I think of commitments that are made. Again, I think I'm thinking of brothers and sisters. I'm thinking of people, even online, that, that might be going through physical, serious physical ailments, serious physical attacks, that they're just not happy with themselves. They're not happy how they're feeling. Their body is always aching. They're always hurting. Well, I want to pray for you today. I want, I want to close in prayer by inviting anyone who says, I need prayer because I know I need to take better care of myself. Maybe, maybe the Spirit of God spoke to you today about taking better care of yourself. You, the Bible says we're to love ourselves. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, there's a lack of love there that must disturb the heart of God, the Father. So if you're here today as we close in prayer, I want to invite you. If you're here to say, Pastor, I want to make a commitment to exercise. I've done it before. I've tried before, but I just can't make it. Uh, and I'm not taking good care of myself. Uh, I want us to sit down for a moment. I want us to sit down. We're going to close in prayer, I promise you. Uh, but uh, don't close the door to what something God might want to do here right now. If you're here today, you would say, Pastor, I need you. I want to. I want to take care, better care of my body. I know that I, like you, am not satisfied with what I see. I want to take better care of myself. Would you pray for me? I want you to stand. I want to take better care of myself. I'm not happy with what I'm seeing. Would you pray for me? Just stand where you're at. Just stand where you're at. And if, if you're here today, you would say, Pastor, I, I, do, I, I know I need to exercise. I can't do all the weights that you were talking about. I can't do all the jogging and all the running, but I know I can do something. I know I can do some form of exercise. Would you please pray for me? Just stand. I want to commit to some kind of an exercise. And maybe you are exercising and, 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 and you know that eventually it's going to get harder and harder with the agendas of life. Maybe pray, I am exercising, but I, I want to make sure I stick with it. I want, to, I want to make sure I stick with it. I want to be, make sure I exercise. Gumnazo, by the way, way, is the English word for gymnasium. I want to be faithful to the gymnasium, whether it's in your basement, in your home, or somewhere else. I want to be faithful to exercise. Or maybe you're here today, and, and you know in your heart of hearts, Spirit of God, you know in your heart of hearts that, that there is a, an issue of substance abuse in your life. 
You know that there's a substance abuse that, is, that brings you down and feels good while you're doing it. I know. But once you've done it, you feel terrible. You did it again. A substance abuse, whether it's drinking, alcohol, uh, vaping, whatever it might be that you know is, is not good for your body. When the Bible says uh, that physical fitness is, 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 is temporary, it's, it's important. Take care of ourselves. So if you're here today, you say, Pastor, I want, to, I want to do something. Listen, I'm not saying you have to stop right now today. You can do that if he wants you to. But, but I'm talking about I want to make a commitment to work more at surrendering this habit of my life, surrendering it and giving it over to the one who died on Calvary to give me the ability to do it in his name. So if that's your prayer, just stand. Anybody here? who would say, I want to get rid of this, this issue of substance abuse in my life. It's so important I ask this question because I can leave it with you and God. But if I didn't ask this question, it'd be with me and God, and I'd feel terrible about it. Substance abuse, you know you're destroying your body. You know it's not doing you any good. You know it's disturbing the presence of Jesus inside of you. You know that you're trusting more in the feeling that that gives you than in the work of the Spirit of the Lord inside of you. Would you just please, please stand? Now, I'm going to go a step further. If you're here today and you know you, uh, if there's some healing, I want to pray for you for healing. I want to pray for people for healing. If you're here today and say, I need healing in my body. I need strength. I need vitality. I need the pain to be gone. I need the disease to go. I need to be healed. I, I pray for healing. Listen, God doesn't heal everyone at every time. But God can indeed heal if we trust him. So if anybody is here today and wants some healing, I want to invite you up front. Anybody needs some healing in his or her body this morning, I want to invite you up front. And I want to invite, I want to invite um, uh, uh, Brother Chris, Elder Sam, uh, Brother Sam, Elder Sam, I want you to be up here if you can help us. I know you're busy there. Someone help him out there. Someone help out Sam there. I need Sam here. Uh, someone help out Sam. Thank you, Brother Bryce. Um, Brother Paul, Brother Sam, let's believe God for some healing this morning. Amen? I'm going to pray for you. Paul's going to be putting oil on you. Chris is going to be putting oil on you. I'm going to ask Sam as a doctor as well to pray with me. Sam, you join. You meet. I'll pray. You pray. You pray. I'll pray. But we're going to believe God. Chris and Paul, just start putting oil on every head. In the name of Jesus, I want to ask everyone standing here. I believe in Jesus' name that he can heal you. I believe in Jesus' name that he can take away the pain. I believe in Jesus' name that he can remove what you're going through. But I want to encourage you on this, please. The scriptures tell us that we're to call the elders and to pray for you with oil. But they also say before that in James chapter 5 that you are to pray. And I want to encourage you, do you believe God this morning, number one, number two, if there is anything in your life this morning, anything that is hindering you, Anything that is disturbing the holiness of God 
and that is depriving him of exercising his ability to heal this morning, would you bring that to Jesus right now? Bring it to Jesus. If there is an issue of unforgiveness or anger, in the name of Jesus, if there is a sin in your life that you keep holding on to that is depriving the holiness of God, would you surrender it to Jesus in the name of Jesus? Give it to Christ. He doesn't always heal because he doesn't want to. Sometimes it's because we're not allowing him to. Sometimes it's because we're holding on to things that we shouldn't be holding on to. Give it to Jesus this morning. Every trap, every lie, a trap of the enemy in the name of Jesus, every fleshly desire that disturbs the holiness of God, give it to Jesus this morning. And then in Jesus' name, I pray for faith, that you would have faith, that you would believe this morning that Jesus can indeed heal that you would believe this morning that the God of life is here, that the one that raises the dead is here, that the one that removes sickness and disease is here, that the one that restores health is here in the name of Jesus. Would you believe that this morning? Would you believe that he can touch you? Have you confessed it to the Lord? Have you brought it to Jesus this morning? He knows everything. Don't hide it from him if you want healing in the name of Jesus. Every hold and every lie in Jesus' name. Would you bring it to Christ this morning? In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Would you place the oil, my brothers? Would you place the oil? Would you believe? As the oil is being applied, would you believe this morning? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Brother Chris, Brother Paul, put the oil if you haven't already. Put the oil. Let's believe God this morning. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we rebuke every hold. We rebuke every lie. If there's anything represented in this circle right now, these that are praying, if there's any demonic hold, if there is any demonic lies, if there is any demonic intrusion in the name of Jesus, if the pain, if the sickness, if the disease, if the, if the issue going on in these bodies has anything to do with a satanic trap and a satanic lie, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke every hold and every lie in Jesus' name. And we pray, O oh God, that you would break that hold. We bind the devil in the name of Jesus, the one that brings affliction and brings pain and brings discomfort and brings fear and brings worry. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke, we bind in Jesus' name. And we pray, we claim healing. We claim healing in Jesus' name. We claim healing for even others that are not here that might hear this message. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for that one in the home. We pray for our deaf people. My gosh, you can give healing to that. You can open someone's mouth. You can open their ears. You can, you can heal. You can raise the dead. So we pray for our deaf brothers and sisters. We pray for the handicapped. We pray for those on wheelchairs. We pray for those who call upon the name of Jesus. We pray for healing in Jesus' name. We praise you. We thank you. We believe you this morning in Jesus' name. We declare the Lord of hosts. We declare the Lord of glory. We declare the Lord that heals. We declare our great physician, our great God. He's able. He's able. He's able. And we declare the resurrection power of Jesus. 
upon every disease and every sickness and every worry and every pain and every ailment in the name of Jesus. We declare your authority to heal in Jesus' name. We praise you. We thank you. We pray for Carissa. I remember Carissa, my God. I pray for her. I pray for the desires of her heart. I pray for her prayer for healing. Give her faith. Give her faith in Jesus' name. I pray for her. I pray, I pray for Ruth Callis, my sister. I pray for Maxine, my God. I pray for those that are hurting. I pray for those that are not well in the name of Jesus. I pray for those that, that, that call upon the name of Jesus and depend on you. In Jesus' name. I pray for that home. I pray for that husband. I pray for that wife. I pray for that son, that daughter. I pray for them. I pray for that mom, that dad, in the name of Jesus, that might be hearing us on, on Facebook right now, on YouTube, on Spotify, on the Internet, in the name of Jesus. Especially if they know you. If they don't, that they would right now, in Jesus' name, call upon Jesus, call you Savior and Lord and healer, and coming king in the name of Jesus. We praise you for your grace. We praise you for your love. We praise you for what you're doing. We praise you for what you're going to do. We praise you for what you're beginning. We praise you for your faithfulness. We glorify you because you're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. Please hear me as we close. Please hear me as we close. God is faithful. God is gracious. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name. Praise your name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We believe, we believe in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We pray against anything. Some of you might be going through ailments of emotional downs, emotional pain, struggles within your emotions, psychological pain fearful pain in the name of Jesus we rebuke all that give it to Jesus give it to Jesus rebuke fear rebuke worry rebuke thoughts of the past rebuke shame and failures of the past that might be holding you down holding you back in Jesus name praise you for your grace praise you for your mercy Hallelujah. Jesus, we believe. Would you believe this morning? Would we believe together in the name of Jesus? Would we glorify him together in the name of Jesus? I pray for Anna Moreno, God, in the issues, physical ailments of her body in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you're there with her. You're there with her. You're, you're there with your people. I commit them to you, Lord. Any others that not, are not here right now in Jesus' name with ailments in their bodies. Uh, Brother Jim Young, I commit him to you in Jesus' name. I pray for healing. I declare your healing that is holding your sons and daughters back, enslaved, enslaved 
to a life of, of pain and struggle and challenge. That's not your will, dear God. We break that hold in the name of Jesus. And we know that even in pain, we can worship you. We pray that you would restore the praise to your people, the praise of who you are in spite of how we are in the name of Jesus. And that we would praise you. And within that very praise, in, in ailment and pain, in that very praise, you can bring healing. You can restore the body. You can remove the pain. You can take away disease through worship in spite of. And so we praise you and thank you because you're faithful. You're gracious. You're loving. My friends, please hear this. God is faithful. God is moving. He's moving. He's moving. And he wants to move in your life. Surrender all. Give all. And invite all to move in your life. God doesn't always heal immediately, but he can heal gradually. We've seen that in our church. He can heal gradually. So go home and trust him to, to bring healing. Trust him. Surrender. Go to your prayer closets and, and give it all to Jesus confess in tears if you need to everything maybe make a list but take it all to jesus and say no more god i give it to you holy spirit do that work in our hearts and in our lives we declare healing your healing psychologically emotionally spiritually physically we declare your healing for physical training is of some value but godliness has value for all things we pray for physical, emotional, spiritual, psychological healing in our bodies, in our minds, in our spirits today for the glory of Jesus. And all the people together say, amen, amen. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, buddy. We'll close. Father, thank you again for your prayers. Thank you again for your word. Thank you again, Holy Spirit, for your nudgings. Thank you for your reminder. Thank you for loving us enough to be concerned about what's going on externally as well as internally. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here with us. We invite you to lead and guide and direct our church and our services and our lives. And even throughout this week, would you guide us into our devotional life, our prayer life, our life of commitment to you. May you give us the experience that we need to know that we can conquer sin and we can conquer strongholds of the past in the name of Jesus. We commit this week to you and we praise you and thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. And all the people together say, amen, amen. Thank you.